Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. This is Rahul Reddy. Today is December 15th. The time is about 11.30 and Reddy PC has been conducting Zoom or conference call from past 10 years. So if you're a newcomer, please put your camera on. Let our team know you're a newcomer. Sriram? Hey, uh, hi Rahul. Uh, this is Sriram here. I'm a newcomer. Uh, uh, I have a question regarding H4, H4 EAD. Uh, mm-hmm. So previously employed with company A and its H1B mm-hmm. petition is valid until August 2024. H-4 mm-hmm. visa stamp for spouse is also valid until the same date. Mm-hmm. H-4 EAD standalone based on company A has been applied and is currently in pending status with USCIS California Center mm-hmm. for two months. Recently, I've been impacted because of organization restructuring and I've found a new job with company B. Subsequently, mm-hmm. the new H-1B petition company B has now been approved until December 2025. Mm-hmm. Attorney only applied for H-1B transfer and not H-4 or H-4 EAD. Mm-hmm. So my question here is to get the EAD so as soon as possible. EAD, yeah. I see the point. I would like you to apply for H-4 in EAD as a backup plan though. Okay. One of the reasons is that because when you applied for the EAD, you showed that you're working with company A right. and you showed that you are, um, you know, so they may, very good chance they will approve that EAD, but there is 20% chance they may deny it. So what mm-hmm. I would do right now is I would apply for H4 and EAD as a backup plan. Okay. Uh, can we apply it? Because of the uh, company attorney says, says that it's, it's not, well, it's, it might not be possible because we only have, no, can apply possible. only, it's possible. Okay. Six months before, six months okay. before. That's not right. You can apply. You can even contact our office if you want. We can help you out. Of course, we charge you money for it. My team okay. will provide you the email address, my personal email address. Okay. Give my okay. personal email address to him. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. okay. Thanks a lot, Rahul. Next person, please. Raghu. Uh, hi, Rahul, sir. This is Raghu. Uh, I am uh, currently on my H1B. Uh, I have not done my H1B stamping yet. Uh, I came to US in 2015 on F1. And I moved to H-1B in October 2019. After that, I didn't get a chance to get my H-1B stamped. While on H-1, I switched uh, switched a couple of jobs. And I recently got uh, uh, my visa slot on Feb 10th for the next uh, next year. Uh, I got the Dropbox option because it said that I'm eligible for interview waiver. You are eligible for for Dropbox. You are eligible for Dropbox. They have extended it until December 2023. You're good. Oh, okay. That's one thing. Uh, thanks for the clarification on that. Uh, the other question that I have is my current company is trying to start the GC processing for me in Jan. Uh, should, we, should I ask them to wait till I come back 
from uh, India, no. or should no. I actually? Your your processing of green card will not have any positive or negative effects on your getting your H one B stamped in India. Okay. So next question. So should I continue? With it? I would I would continue with the green card. No reason to delay. Absolutely no reason. To delay. Next person, please. Okay, got it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, morning, Rahul, and uh, this is Vani here. And um, I have a prior H1 stamping uh, which expired like about four years back. And uh, uh, by the time I traveled, the current company who took me on the H1 uh, said that the pro project is uh, dissolved. So I had to stay back in India. And uh, presently, it's almost the fourth year which is going on. And uh, my present company is uh, willing to like uh, go ahead with another stamping of the H1, but uh, they are uh, not uh, willing to go ahead with the Dropbox option because uh, my eldest son is a special needs child who is about 18 years now. So their worry is like in case uh, there is any rejections and the wait period is a long time, they would not like to go ahead with the H1. So uh, what are the pro options available where I can apply for a Dropbox appointment without the company wait, letter? Wait. You don't. You are getting the H1B from the companies, right? Dropbox is your option. Why would they interfere into your Dropbox? Are they saying that uh, I would not be a valid candidate for the Dropbox because I've not traveled during oh. the H1 stamping? Oh, because you had a H1B stamping, but you never traveled into the United States. Yeah, but the prior jobs I've traveled and I worked there for a couple of years. I, you're still eligible for Dropbox. Why are they saying you're not? What is their business in your Dropbox? Let them get the H1B approval. You just go with the Dropbox. Okay. So, but they're saying they spoke to their attorney and they're not willing to, uh, like, you know, take me for a Dropbox option. I should go in person only for stamping. Wait, going to wait, ma'am. Wait, ma'am. When they are when they are filing the H1B, okay, they are filing in the consular processes, right? Your stamping has already expired, is it right? Correct. Well, there, there is no Dropbox or direct interview option when you go for the H1B application, though. There is nothing there. It's only once the H1B is approved, you will make an appointment with the consulate. That's when the Dropbox option will come in. So you tell them, okay, I will go personal interview, okay? Let them get the H1B approval, and then you go with the Dropbox. They won't even know. They don't need to know. Mm -hmm. okay. So I should point, convince them. Yeah, I should convince them to. You don't convince them. You don't convince them. You don't tell them sun is sun. If they are telling moon is sun, tell them okay, moon is sun. Proceed with my H1B. Okay. Let them proceed with the H1B, get the approval. Then when you go for the stamping, you say moon is moon, sun is sun. And get the Dropbox. They won't even know. Okay. okay. So right now, tell them moon is sun. Get the H1B approval. You got it? Yeah, there Next are openings. Place. Yeah, there are openings, but unfortunately, they were saying this, so I could not override them. So that's really I, nice. What What is there to override? Tell them I will go personal interview. What's What's your problem? Get the H1B approval. Okay. Okay. Next person, please. Venkat. There are some things uh, my ex-boss told me is that you don't fight, you don't have to win all battles, okay? Sometimes you have to win the battle to win the war. You coming here on H-1B is important. What that lawyer thinks is irrelevant for you. 
Let him file the H1B. Next person, please. Hello, Rahul, sir. Uh, I'm Venkat. So, uh, I'm in a OPT. <clears throat> I'm in a STEM OPT currently. So uh, I've been working for a company since one year and uh, my, my employer filed my H1. I mean, I got the, uh, my H1 got picked and my employer sent the documents and it's been uh, 195 days since I haven't heard anything from the embassy and my uh, employer and the attorney suggest that to withdraw the application um, to better be on the safe side of not getting rejected because uh, as in the current situation for this year, uh, they have accepted more applications. They are saying that. So wait, uh, wait, 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 think wait, is wait. You already one. have the H1B approval and you went for stamping. No, no, no. I, my H1B got picked. So I got the, I mean, I sent the documents for the approval. So they filed the H1B? Yes. Why can't you convert into premium processing? Uh, I asked the employer, he said it is too much risky at this point to file the premium because of some external reasons he told me. So I should go with the premium. What external reasons? I mean, I, I wasn't sure. He said that uh, they, they accepted too many applications the, this year. They did not accept. They accepted enough applications. They already rejected. Yours is accepted. So they are doing some drama. Dal me kuch kala hai. Okay. Yeah. Something wrong with your employer. Next person, please. Thank you. Thank you. Ready? Um, uh, hello, uh, Rahul, sir. Um, so actually, like, um, um, I had uh, requested for uh, yeah, FOIA uh, process for uh, retrieving my I-140 documents, uh, sir. Um, as um, I think, like, um, uh, I joined some uh, weeks before, and uh, you suggested, like, if you don't get it from your um, consultant, like, you can always go for FOIA. And um, okay. I, I applied for uh, FOIA, and I got a um, um, result saying that no records found uh, for, from uh, the FOIA department. And uh, I reached, I asked the reason, like, why uh, no records found. Um, they are saying that um, you were your 140 is uh, uh, approved and it has been sent to national visa center for um, uh, which is a different uh, federal agency uh, which is dos and um, uh, my question is like uh, at at any point of them they should be having uh, my i140 right like uh, the foia uh, uscs uh, uh, so why they are saying that um, uh, it is um, the you have a consultation have a consultation okay because i need to look into what this says okay Next person, please. Venkatesh. Hello. Hi, Rahul. Yes, sir. Go ahead, go ahead. Hi. Hi. Um, I currently work as a physician and uh, I'm, I'm on my J1 waiver. So I'll be finishing my J1 waiver. Um, when you say August J1 waiver, years. you mean to say three years rural yeah, three year Okay. Yeah. Okay. Keep yeah. going. So I will finish my J1 waiver by August 2023. So once I finish my J1 waiver, uh, will I be exempted from CAP? H1B cap mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're exempt okay. from the cap forever. Okay. Okay. So I have an employer um, who has LLC. So currently I work for a health system, um, but an employer with LLC is willing to sponsor H1 for me. So can I work for his LLC under H1? Within the three years or after the three years? After three years. So LLC is some other. Medical company, doctor's company. Okay, so I can still work for the LLC, right? and and he can do H one sponsorship for me. Absolutely, after three years, yes. 
Okay. And how different working for him with LLC from the health system? Like, does it What do you make mean by it? LLC? It's a private company. When you say LLC, says, it's, yeah. it's a company. It's it's not a big company. He's just one person and he has his own LLC. Like he's an established so physician. So you mean to say small, small clinic, you mean to say? Very small clinic. Just one clinic. And Thank he has you. LLC. Yeah. That's don't keep on using the word LLC. Okay. Can you work for a small clinic? Absolutely. The answer is yes. When you say LLC, as... is, it, is it like McDonald's flipping a burger? No. You're okay. a physician. You can't work as a burger flipping the burgers, right? So can you work for a small clinic on a H1B? Yes, absolutely. You can. Okay. Okay. And how different is it working for health system than working for a single person? I don't know. You still treat the patients. <laughs> That's you have to tell. As far as the immigration is concerned, you're fine. My you question can. is, is it secure or any risks involved in it? When I go no. like from one health system to future stamping or anything? No, for physicians, I don't expect much problem in the stampings. Okay. For the, if it is a, a IT person, it's a small consulting company, it's only two employees or so, there are risks. For physicians, it's not. Because we look into your pay steps. So most of the, you know, very good number of physicians work for small clinics, like what mm -hmm. you're speaking about. I'm not expecting mm -hmm. any problem for you anyway. Okay. So he's interested in talking with an attorney, like, like an immigration but when attorney. Is, when, is, when is the three years will be over for you? August, 2023. Okay. Uh, contact us somewhere in June, 2023. That's one thing. And then we don't deal with contracts. You know what contracts is, right? Okay, so you need to have some other lawyer for contracts, not us. Only for immigration, oh. we can take care of it. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Okay, okay. And as I'll soon take as you, you go there, you can you can you can file a green card application also with a small clinic, not a problem at all. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll take your personal uh, email, uh, Mr. Rahul, and uh, um, okay, he he might reach out to you like um, no for problem. immigration. June would be June would be appropriate time. Next person. Jules. Yeah. Sandy. Hi, Rahul. Uh, so recently, because of the uh, reorg structure of my company, uh, I got uh, lost my job. So uh, one other company is uh, ready to transfer my H-1B. So my question is, uh, can I uh, travel to India while uh, the transfer is in process? No. <laughs> okay. So it's better to no, start. Don't do it. Yeah, get the premium processing and then go if you want to. Yeah, okay. one uh, final uh, question. So uh, so they are giving a severance pay for uh, another four weeks. So my 60-day cap starts from uh, the end of severance pay? Like they're running no. it as a payroll? No. Even if they run no. it as a payroll? No. It still is the day you end the work is the day you actually, uh, you the 60-day starts. Even if they run as a payroll, that doesn't matter. Still, you're not working for the company. The reason why you're in this country physically is because you're working for that company. If you stop working for the company, you have 60 degrees period. Next person, please. Thank you. Hello. Hey, Rahul, sir. Good afternoon. I'm Alok here. Uh, Rahul, sir, I have just a small question. Like, you know, that uh, my priority date is September 2013 uh, in EB2. And then later now downgraded in EB3. So right now I have got EB2 and EB3 140 approved. Uh, and I have got two different petitions uh, for 485 for my entire family spending. So my question is that my daughter's age is logged in EB2, not in EB3. 
but what USCIS has done, they have issued me EAD and advanced parole for the entire family in EB3 category. And in EB2 category, they said, we are closing this 765 and 131 because you got benefit from other means. So they have given EAD and advanced parole one year to my entire family and two years to my daughter. She is now 21, but she is logged in EB2. And we all want to switch to EB3. So please advise me if, if I can ask my daughter also to you all want. You all want to switch to EB2 or EB3? EB3, because we have got EAD and advanced role for EB3, actually. They have closed out 765 but, and 161 for EB3. But she is not locked in uh, she's not locked in EB3. Yes, sir. She is locked in EB2 only. But USCIS did. They closed all the entire application. Not for it. I would refile, I would refile the EAD and advanced parole in EB2 and mm -hmm. request them to approve it and explain it to them. Hey, look, my daughter is locked in EB2, not in EB3. So I want EB. EB2 EAD advance for approval. File one more time. Okay, I, I, I'll file that again, you know. Okay. And uh, once she, once we gets, once he gets an advanced parole in EB2, then she can travel to India also, also right? There's no problem because we have to attend a yeah. marriage in June. Yeah, once she gets okay. it. Can she travel on EB3 and then still activate the EB2? I don't know the answer yet. Yeah. I don't yes, know sir. the answer. To be on the safer side, I will say get an EAD in advance parole under EB2. Okay, thank okay. you very much, sir. Do that. Thank you. Next person, please. Kumar. Mr. Kumar. I, I can't hear you, Mr. Kumar. Go ahead, sir. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, so I have a question related to H1B transfer. Uh, I'm working as a full-time here in one of the uh, logistic department, and my company has multiple subdivisions as well. When I say subdivisions, they, it is something like a sister concern kind of thing. Now they are merging everything to the parent company. So what they are doing is that they have transferred us from the sister one to the parent itself. My question is that, do we need to file an H-1B transfer for in this case? Amendment, you mean to say? Yeah. In, in the onset, it doesn't look like you need to file an amendment, but only your HR and the lawyer can speak together and determine that. Okay, so uh, the thing is that uh, just to add more clarification, for example, the company is XYZ and their technological part is XYZ Technologies. That is the company name on which our H1B and all the file petitions have been submitted and approved. Now, everything, all the employees are being moved to XYZ itself. So, you I, as I said, I, I don't know exactly. See, just because XYZ, XYZ Technologies. That doesn't mean Apple and Apple. Apple, Apple is Apple company. Apple growers is Apple growers are different, right? So I don't know when the Apple growers are acquired by Apple, how the acquisition happened. If they are taking the full entire responsibility, in 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 generally those kind of cases, so ninety percent of the time we don't require amendment. Uh, we don't require any amendment, but would require an amendment for the I one forty, not for the H one B. But I have to speak to the HR determine whether she you fall into 90% or 10%. Okay? Oh, okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Hello? Uh, hi, Rahul. Sorry, I think I have some problem with my camera. Uh, is that okay? okay? Can I proceed with my good. question? Yeah, good, good, Kalyan. Uh, yeah. So my question is regarding about the uh, business immigration kind of thing. I, I'm on H1B, but my question is on H1B, can we do real estate, but not the a Airbnb? Uh, when you say real estate, explain it to me a little bit more clearly. Like uh, buy and sell the property or, or doing the rental uh, business. 
when you say rental business, you own one or two properties and you rent it out? Yes. Is it, or you own 10 properties and rent it out? Oh, will there be a difference uh, if I'm buying one well, property and rent it? Yeah, yeah, there's a difference. If it's one or two properties, I'm fine. If it's three properties, I want you to consult a lawyer privately. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, so, so uh, can I form an LLC under, I mean, on H one B and do that? No, you need to. You need to consult a lawyer. The answer will be straightly no. Okay, but there is a possibility, right? Like after consulting that you can, lawyer. you can, you can, you can be a partner in an LLC where it's managed okay. by somebody else, but not you. What about your wife? Is she an H four EAD? No, she's also on H1. Well, do you, both of you guys have an A140 approval? Mine, just mine. Well, move on to H4EAD then. No, no, no. I, I just have I-140 approved, but how come? If you, uh, okay, if you, you are asking my wife to come up with an EAD. That's what you EAD. Mean, okay. Then she can do whatever she wants to. I, I don't come into picture. Got it. But, but uh, in, a, in, a, in a strike point on H1B, I cannot do via LLC. You cannot, you cannot you cannot operate an LLC. You can be a partner in LLC. That is, that is, uh, that is where you're not active in it. Okay. Next person. Okay, let's, yeah. Thank you. Vijay Kumar. Uh, this is regarding for my wife. Um, I for it for petition. Uh, we got a um, um, notification saying that, that has been approved. So I just want to know what does that mean? I for it for Nothing. Nothing. Okay. What is the priority date? Um, July 2014. If Emirates flight has come one hour earlier, one hour later, will it affect your life? No. 485J will not affect it. You're good. They will not approve the 485 right now since your prior date is not good. Okay? Okay. Uh, okay. And then I have one more follow-up question. Um, the, I think you know, a few days back I asked one question like, uh, while um, can, can this Margarita switch applicable for uh, dependents as well or no? It is, but why do you need it? Uh, because uh, I I want to travel to because my wife's uh, petition we have an EAD so I but I have an H one as well so I am planning to go for vacation and then use a Margarita switch and then come back in H one uh, is that meaning go back go to India and come back in EAD advanced parole and then go to Mexico and uh -huh. come back with H one. You don't need Margarita switch for you to be an H one. Margarita switch is only when you actually are changing from when you want to refile the 485 application, you need the Margarita switch. For the kind of case where you're saying that you are going to travel and advance parole to India and you want to come back and you want to stay in H1B, you're good. Because now everything is changed. The USCIS will allow extension of the H1B, transfer of the H1B without you traveling outside the country. Okay? You don't need Margarita switch. So if I travel in H4H4H1B uh, um, or H4, uh, if you travel on advanced parole, you come back, you have a I-797 of H1B, you're still an H1B, sir. If that's the question you want to ask. Raghavendra? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead, Raghavendra. Yeah. Rahul, I have a couple of questions. One question is, I have both EB3 EAD and EB2 EAD. But do you suggest like which EAD I should take because I'm planning to use one of the EADs? It doesn't matter what you use. On EB3. 
yeah it, if you have both the things so it doesn't matter what you use we will if, if if ever any question comes in on that thing we can always tell that we use whatever you whatever is advantages to us so the only way to update it is i9 form right even if you update i9 form we can tell that what we use the other iad it doesn't matter okay okay, okay? okay. because i have my prime, main employer i'm using their uh, i am using fine. For if you have two eads it doesn't matter it doesn't matter okay. which ead you use okay, okay. whichever is so advantages nobody is going to ask this question to us i've never seen them asking which ead did you use nobody asks the question okay because okay? main thing is sometimes they are closing one of the application right so that's the reason i was checking yeah it doesn't if they close you still have the other ead you're good okay okay so one last question i have so i have my current employer i'm working with them so i have an another job can i do an another job with another employer on ead absolutely why not ead okay it's gc okay i'll take the next caller iphone uh, hi rahul so uh, yeah so my situation is i came for h1b stamping and i got an 221g Uh, so they asked me to uh, come to an interview on Jan twelfth. So uh, in that form, I haven't. Uh, I mean, they asked me to bring some documents. So one point in that is they asked me to uh, get an new amended LCA on the new home address. So the thing is, I'm with the same employer and uh, with the same client since uh, I started working. But 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 what is the old address? What is the new address? Which city is the old address and which city is the new address? Uh, the old address is Arizona. What I'm thinking is, meanwhile, when I I I I um I feel you didn't answer to... my second. Old address is Arizona. New address is what? A new address in the sense, I mean the you same address. Who? I'm no, I'm working uh, with the same company since uh, I started working. So there is no second. Are you address. working? Are you yeah. working remotely? Are you working yes. remotely? Yes. so remotely what was the old address what was your old apartment address 6 months ago what is your current apartment address so 6 months ago it's arizona and now it's uh, texas wait stop so okay. when you moved from arizona to texas did you file an amendment no that's a so, violation you know that yes but there are no any no proofs uh, that i'm staying in texas all my proofs are in uh, arizona itself so the the only thing which i uh, suspect is when i came to texas i applied for driver's license and uh, i had an uscis verification so i think that's a problem right that's the reason why they are asking me to have a new amendment uh, for the new location ma'am ma ma do you have conscious there's something called conscious is right Yes. You, you have that? Yes. When you move from Arizona to Texas, that's a wrong thing. You don't need anything. If you go to the if you go to the counselor, they'll ask you, "Ma'am, mm -hmm. where were you working? What mm -hmm. would you answer there? What would you answer? Come on." I mean, if you, uh, there is no mean, are you working in November of two thousand and twenty-two? Were you working in Arizona, Texas? Texas. Well, that's if you good. You answered correctly. Thank you for answering it. i will deny your visa come back again okay if you would answered mm -hmm. arizona they would mm -hmm. have put a permanent bar on you that you have misrepresented you will never be able to come back into united states okay i want you to withdraw this h1b 
file another H-1B amendment, make another make another uh, appointment and go to the counselor. So is there any possibility where I can uh, do an, uh, a new LCA amendment? Where, uh, like I'm currently I'm in India. So can I do that? You can, but the rule says that when you do change the LCA, you have to file a H-1B amendment. Mm -hmm. When is your appointment with the consulate? Jan 12th. If it is Jan 12th, you can file a H-1B amendment, get the H-1B amendment and go there. So what, uh, what my employer is saying is like, you are out of the country, so we cannot file your amendment right now. So is no, that they can. The, no, they can. They can file a council processing. Okay. They can file a council processing, okay? Yeah. And, and, and next time, don't try to dodge the questions, okay? When mm -hmm. somebody is asking, especially when you meet with the council officers, they will shoot you down, ma'am. Not shoot you down, but they will, they will put a big bar because the way you answer the questions, dilly darling, straight answers you have to answer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because we we are in the the, the consulates. I meet, you know, in a day, I speak with thirty to forty people, you know, just in the Zoom conference here. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know what people are telling the consulates. They're much better than me. They're trained in those things. They will smell the things. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then next person, please. This Anita. is the last person I'll be answering. Anita. Thank you. Um, thank you, Rahul, for taking your time. Um, I have a question regarding uh, EAD. Basically, if I hold a EAD, uh, whether H4 EAD or, um, you know, people who have come on SLM and, you know, got an EAD, can well, well, well uh, ma'am, 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 just, just go only with your specific question, ma'am. Okay. Then EADs my are given is, for about a thousand, hundred plus different things. Okay. Then my question is about H4 EAD. If I hold H4 EAD, can I, uh, you know, uh, be part of an IT consultancy and, you know, sponsor H1 for others or no? Yes, you can. Okay. First yeah. of all, first of all, first of all, Anita. Uh -huh. The person, the, the one who is sponsoring the H1B is the company, not you. So the question is, can you be the president of the company that sponsors the H1B? Can you be the HR person of the person that sponsors the H1B? The answer is simply yes. Okay. So I can, but uh, can my spouse who is on H1 be part of this company at that time or no? When you say part of the company, what do you mean by that? In the sense, uh, can he work in my company? Let's say I'm holding H4 EAD right now and my spouse is on H1. He works for a different employer. Now, let's say I started an IT consultancy. Okay. Uh, I can sponsor H1Bs for people. And during this process, can it's my not, spouse... It's not you. It's not, it's not you. It's the company that sponsors. Okay. Oh, right. No individuals cannot... Yeah. So the company is sponsoring exactly. the H1B. Yeah. Um, I would definitely, the answer is yes, but I would want you to go through a consultation process because it's not so clearly yes. There are a lot of things that you need to take care of. What is his involvement? Is he just working as H1B? Does he come into the management of the company? All those things will come in. And when you're sponsoring the H1B for a company you need to sponsor, you can't sit at mm -hmm. a home and sponsor the H1B. There must be an office space. It must be planned. Right. It must have a website. Right. If it meets all the requirements, I would definitely want you to have a consultation before you take it, okay? 
Okay. Thank you sure. for coming. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming. The next Zoom call will be tomorrow at 3.30. Sorry, we couldn't answer all the people. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day. Thank you.